We are up to Yuma Adaf Mem Aleph, and we begin with a statement that Rav Chista made. He said that when there are birds that are being brought for a carbon, they're only allowed to be designated for their carbon as a chatas or an oila when they're bought or when the koyin actually is makrevit. That's Rav Chista's statement, and now we're going to challenge it for uh, most of the daf. Rav Simi Bar Ashi says that Rav Chista knows this from the which tells us that these birds are only able to be designated by the Lakicha when they're bought or by Asiya when they're actually made into a carbon. Now here's the first kasha. We learned by the Gairel that the Gairel is what makes the Seir into the Chatas and not just calling it a Chatas. It takes more than just a pronunciation. Because I would think there's a Kavachaymer that in a case of a carbon that has no option of gairel. Just pronouncing that it's a carbon works when there is a gairel, then of course pronunciation works. No, the Torah says, the oso chatas, that the gairel is what makes it a chatas and not just calling it a chatas. So what's the kasha? This seir is not being bought and it's not actually being brought as a carbon now. So how would I even think that just giving it a title of a carbon would work. It's not during one of Rav Chista's two times. Rav says that that's not what our Kavachimer was. We were saying that just like in the case of a carbon that does not have the option of a gyro, and you can do kriyas shame, you could just pronounce what carbon it is when you buy it or when you bring it as a carbon. By the case of the gyro, where it's not the Shas Lekicha and it's not the Shas Asiya, you should definitely be able to do the Kriya shame during that time, during the Shasasiya, during the Shaslakicha. We weren't trying to introduce any other's man. And that's where, and the Gemara answered that the Pasuk says, that the girl has to be the thing that turns it into a chatas and not just pronouncing it as such. Next kasha on Rav Chiste is as follows. If someone comes into the Beis HaMikdash Tomei, if he does it, but B'Shoigeg, he brings a carbon oile v'yared, a carbon that goes up and down depending on his financial status. So if he was an ani when he came into the Beis HaMikdash Tomei, he, and in this case, he designated money, let's say he put aside $20 for his carbonus. And ani brings a carbon oila and a chatas of birds, and usher brings just a chatas but of an animal. Now he already designated this money. He didn't buy it, and he didn't bring it as a carbon. Then afterwards, he becomes rich, once this $20 is set aside. Now that, as a rich person, he turns to his $20 and says, Okay, $10 is a chatas, $10 is an oila. But now what's he supposed to do? He has to bring a carbon from a behema. So the Bryce over there says, He should add on to the $10 of his chatas, throw in another 90 bucks, and bring a behema. But you can't use the $10 of the oila for his chatas, because that was already designated for the oila. Now the Kashan of Chista is as follows. When he designated this $20, it wasn't the shas lekicha or the shas asiya. So why is it koivea what carbon this money is for? Rav Shesha says, oh, this whole brisa doesn't make sense. So we're going to have to edit the brisa, and once we're editing it, we can make it fit with Rav Chista. This guy became rich. And then as a rich person, he designated $20, the amount for an unease carbon, for his usher carbon. If an usher brings an unease carbon, he's not yoitze. So why do we even 
take him seriously when he says that this $20 should be my carbon. You're not sure. That's not the amount for your carbon. LMI, we have to say that he actually split up the money designated as $20 for Oilo and Achatos while he was still in Oni. And once we're changing the time of when he designated it, we could say that he actually set it aside by the Shas Hafrasha when he decided what will be the Oilo, what will be the Chat. I, according to Chaga, Omer of Yoshia, he holds that if an Asher signs up for an Oni's carbon, he is Yaitza, even though it's below his bracket. So according to him, the Bryce says, fine, what are you going to say? So according to him, we're going to say that he didn't put aside the money. He actually bought Karbonas as an Oni and then became rich. Okay, well, if he bought two birds for Karbonas, then what does the Bryce mean when it says, oh, just add on some money and make it an animal? You can't add money to a living bird and make it turn into a cow. Elamai Gamar says, no, he redeemed it. Yeah, but you can't redeem a bird Unless it literally loses a limb, a mum on a on a oif is still kosher for a carbon. Elmeyer Papas explains that he bought one bird and he didn't decide whether this bird is gonna be the oilo or this bird is gonna be the chatas. So if it's the oilo bird, then he still has ten dollars cash for his chatas, add ninety bucks and bring that as a cow. And then the oilo bird is an adava. If the bird that he bought is a chatas, then Taki you can't add to it. He can take the oilo money. And buy a carbon oila because that's already oila money. He can't use it for a chatas. The chatas bird that he bought, that's the wrong carbon for him. Now he's an asher. So that we let die and he should buy a whole new behemoth for a chatas. Now once we're talking about the different financial statuses and their carbonas, we bring in there, Rebbe Hoshia says, if a rich person came into the base of Mikdash Tomei and he brought a carbon oni, Instead of a carbon asher, he's not yaitza. But Rav Chagom Rav Hoshia says that he is yaitza. So Rav Hoshia said, Maimer, Rav Yazar learned that he's not yaitza. Rav Chagom learned that he is yaitza. And they tell me they can hear different things from the Rabbi. Now Gemara asks, where well, Rav Chagom, you telling me that he's yaitza bringing an onis carbon? We have a beferish, a beferish of Brisa tells us that if a Metzora is an oni and he brings a carbon asher, he's yaitza. He bought up. But if he's in Asher, I brought a carbon ani. He's not yaitza. Why are you telling me he's, he's yaitza? So Chagir will tell you, no, over there the, 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 by Metzayr it says zois. Make sure to bring this carbon. So since the Asher is not bringing his carbon, he's going against zois. That's why he's not yaitza. But over here it's fine if the Asher brought a carbon ani for coming to the base of Mikdash Tame. Wait, so why can an ani buy an Asher's carbon? That's also not zois. That's not his carbon. Rebbe says, the Torah says, Toiras. This is the Toiras Metzaira, which means that everyone can be Yoitzah with the carbon Asher. In fact, we have a Beferish Abraisa that spells this out for us. Torah tells us that if an Oni brought a carbon Asher for, as a Metzaira, that's okay. But if an Asher brings a carbon of an Oni, the Pasuk of Zeus says that he's not Yoitzah. So why don't we learn from Metzaira everywhere? The Torah tells us, Ve'im Dalhu. Only if this Mitzayra is a Dal. But by other places, if an Asher bought a Karban of an Oni, Rav Chaga would hold that he is Yaitza. Now the Mishnah starts talking about the red string in the base of Mikdash. They would tie one red thread around the head of the Sierra Mishdalech, the one that was going out Lazazel, and they would stand him on the eastern side of the base of Mikdash towards the desert, and the one that was going to be shechted 
near the base shechita. We have to understand whether it means to tie the string by his base shechita or to stand him near the base shechita. The Gemara will tell us that. He would come back to the cow and do another smicha on it with both his hands and he would say, Ono Hashem, and he would add on a new vesi and he would ask for a kapara. And when he said the shame, everyone said, And the Gemara asks, Did they tie the string near the base shechita or did they put the entire seir that was going to be shechted next to the makam where they were going to shecht it? So we have a bright story. Rabbi Yosef tells us that the reason why they would separate it, the reason why they would do this process with the red string with the seir that was going to be shechted, was so that it wouldn't get mixed up with the seir HaMeshtaleach or with any other seir wandering around the base of Mikdash. Now, if you tie a red string around the seir, now you won't mix it up with anything. But if you just separate it and put it in a separate spot, then yes, it's separated from the seir HaMeshtaleach, but it still might get mixed up with another seir. So it must be that they actually tied the string in the Mokim Shechita of the seir. Rav Yitzchak said, that he heard two Maimaris, one about a paraduma, one about the Sarah Mishdalech. They both had red strings. And I know that one of them has a specific shear, but I don't remember which one. So Yosef told him, you know, the Sarah Mishdalech had to be divided, that red thread had to be divided in half. Half was on the Sarah Mishdalech and half was on a rock. So there had to be a certain amount of material there to be able to split it. So Rabbi Bar-Khamat says, yeah, the power also needed a certain amount of weight in order for it to actually land in the fire. It can't burn before it's in the fire. Rabbi said, that's not such a kasha. The fact that it needs weight is a mechleg tanoi. And the Gemara says, wait, but the power also gets divided. The thread of the paradigma also gets split into. It's not just the Seir Meshdalech, because we learned over there that they would actually wrap around the leftover of the thread around the bundle. The Gemara says that they did wrap around the end of it, but it wasn't a separate thread. The part that was sticking out, they would use to wrap the bundle around, but they didn't divide it in half. Have a wonderful day.